Hey, what's up, Warrior? It is Jeff from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 408. So what does it take to be a warrior? Well, it's not always about how well you can fight or how fast you can shoot, and it's more than just the resiliency it takes to overcome any obstacle and accomplish your mission. In fact, there are certain soft traits that are just as important as the hard ones. Take it from Navy SEAL instructor Chris Sinog, who joined me for this week's live stream podcast where he shared his 12 traits of a true warrior. Check this out. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. All right, from the Spartans to the Vikings to the Samurai, and of course even like our own brave soldiers who fight for our country and freedom all around the world, warriors have always played a part in the defense of our society, even the making of our society. But you ask a thousand gun instructors what the word warrior means, and you're going to get about a thousand different answers too. Now, for me, warrior is a way of life. I mean, that's, that's why we're now warrior life. But I love to dig into this topic with other men and women in our community who I respect and admire their work and their opinions so that I can continuously kind of level up my own like my life on all fronts as a protector and as a patriot. And one of those guys is former Navy SEAL instructor, Chris Sinog. Chris, welcome back to the program, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Jeff. Okay, now listen, everybody, you have, you've heard me talk about Chris before. He's the best-selling author of the books, How to Shoot Like a Navy SEAL, Navy SEAL Shooting, and The New Rules of Marksmanship. Uh, I think this is his latest work right here. That's your latest one, isn't it, Chris? It is, yep. yeah. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but um, Chris's group uh, or his company, uh, Center Mass Group, has provided elite level weapons and tactics training to military, paramilitary, law enforcement and civilian personnel as well. And he's he's coached and mentored thousands of uh, of young men as a Navy SEAL instructor, and he's led security teams around the globe. And he quite literally wrote the book on Navy SEAL sniper training when the Special Warfare Command selected Chris to develop the curriculum for the current U.S. Navy SEAL snipers. Now, for more information on Chris and his training, make sure that you visit him online at www.NavySEALShootingTactics.com. So, Chris, I've, you know, I've, I've been following your work for a long time now, and I love getting your emails. And the signature on every one of your emails is learn, live, and lead like a warrior. And I, I know this isn't just lip service for you, but I also don't want to put words in your mouth as well about what that actually means. Um, in your in your work, like especially like the new rules of marksmanship, like this took things to a whole other level. And it really shows, I think, I think, you know, just kind of peeking into peeking into the brain of, of Chris here is that it's it's really been a, a process of development for you of what like, especially when it comes to like living like a warrior. And and it really it really plays out, I think, in this manual more than anything, because it takes a very holistic look at shooting, I think, and and goes much deeper than just here's how you pull the trigger. Here's how you grip the gun. There's a, a really a lot in there to it. But but based upon like this really becoming kind of a, a, a core element of of your training, this this concept of the warrior, what does the term warrior mean to you? And, and also what? What does it not mean to you when you're looking at it from the standpoint of your coaching and your training? I really think warriors are the protectors of society. And like you opened up with 
you know, who they are, the Spartans and the Aztecs and Vikings and, you know, modern day warriors such as ourselves. Um, and I really, I, I have people tell me this all the time, like, you know, how, how can you go do that and, you know, go, go shoot other people and, you know, whatever they think that being a warrior is. And it really boils down to, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but warriors go and fight to protect the people they love. And warriors do. We do what we do based on love. And that that's what it is. It's not, you know, we're maniacs out there, you know, just wanting to kill people. We don't want to kill anybody. We want to love and have our loved ones around. Um, and that, I guess that also says what it's not. It's not just about war, which is interesting that warriors in the name, but it's, it's really just anybody who fights for what they believe in and what they love. Yeah, I think it's, um, I don't know if I'd call it a pet peeve or what it is, but it's very difficult. I mean, everybody has their own kind of definition, I think, when they think of themselves, because a lot of people like to think of themselves as warriors. I mean, you get guys that come to you know, your training and um, it's kind of this label that everybody would, would love to have, but it ends up, um, I don't know, I think it gets kind of bastardized out there or it, it, it becomes a, in some ways, I think, a, a source of of false confidence also, because there's this, there's this element of it that makes you feel like you're ready, but then there's also, you kind of, you have to walk the walk. You can't just talk the talk sort of thing. Um, but there are lots of different qualities. And that's what I love about all the training that you've done and then the new book and, and everything that you're, you're putting now into your work is this holistic approach to it. I mean, I don't think a lot of people would think that when you think of the word warrior, like the, you know, one of the first things you think of is love. So, so let me ask you, I mean, the most, the most common trait I think that people do assign to those that they see as warriors is kind of this like this battle ready strength. It's a, it's a hardness of mind and body. And in your training, you also talk about the need for this type of strength. And you have what you have listed down as like six hard traits that you would identify as being characteristic of a warrior class. So what are these hard traits of a warrior? Well, first off, if you don't mind, I want to jump back to one thing you you said about yeah. the word warrior getting bastardized and people having a false sense of confidence and, you know, that whole aspect of it. And that was I, I wanted to make an April Fool's video, uh, but I didn't have time this year. Normally I do one every year uh, and it was going to be on um, how to get more Navy SEALs out there. And it was that now that we can all pick our own pronouns that we just, if you want to be a Navy SEAL, just call yourself one mm. and, and you'll be a Navy SEAL. So it's kind of the same thing with being a warrior. But anyways, getting back to that, um, the hard traits are being confident, being strong, being aggressive, disciplined, active, and brave. And that last one, brave, I, I, have, I always like to mention in that brave aspect. Another, another word that means brave that people don't associate it with it, and that is being vulnerable. And if you think about it, say, say you're, you want to ask somebody to marry you. You could say that's being brave, 
But it's also, you have to be vulnerable to be able to do that. You know, and it's the same thing, you know, on the battlefield. If you want to go charge the hill, that is being brave to go do that. But you're putting yourself in a vulnerable situation. And I, I think a lot of people have a hard time at first understanding that, but I definitely think it's important. It's interesting that the like vulnerable, like you have hard and you have soft skills or, or you know, traits of warrior. That would be one that I think most people would say is is a soft trait. And, and I guess, you know, it's, it's interesting that you, you bring it up in this way, because I mean, you and I have talked about like I've, we have a, um, a nonprofit and we work with uh, combat veterans to overcome uh, PTS, PTSD is what how most people know it out there. And we've had more than more than a few that have come through and said when we're when we're, you know, after our talks and everything that they always thought that strength was not not, you know, basically not admitting that you have PTSD or anything like that. And what they find instead is that making themselves vulnerable, vulnerable and finding like that was the hardest thing to do is to make themselves vulnerable to it and get the help that they actually needed. And that's why I think a lot of like the holistic traits that you're talking about when it comes to this stuff. Um, it's interesting because it is kind of the easy way out just to slap the label warrior on you and um, get a really cool tattoo, you know, get a Punisher spray paint on the, on the handle of your 1911 and a great bumper sticker. And um, it's, it's interesting that you bring up some of the things that most people wouldn't look at as hard traits and, but, but actually label them as a hard trait. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I got that from uh, Brene Brown. I don't know if you know her. She's got a great book, The Power of Vulnerability. And after reading that, I did, I changed several things, did, did several things in life. One of them was to write both of my son's love letters. Mm. And that's a, just another thing. You can think, wow, that is so hard to do. But how vulnerable do you also need to to, to do that. So, yeah. And it's also the reason I put it as the last one. That way it's a little easier to go into the soft traits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's funny. It's, it's um, you're, you're talking about that. I mean, we, we talked about our, our, our own kids before and everything. And it's like the old way, like my, like my dad's way. And there, it was like, it was the school of hard knocks, like to show love was, was a sign of weakness. You know, my, my stepfather, says that he learned to swim by because his, his father took him out in a rowboat and then just threw him over the side and said, okay, there's the shore. And then he just started rowing. It's, you know, it's quite a, quite a different time, I guess. I don't know. But um, so, so of course, strength is a factor in being able to, to be a protector. But one of the things that you talk about is that a balanced warrior also has what you call the soft traits and, and that these are important as well. So let's talk about what these soft warrior traits are that we should be developing. Sure, and I'll just go through them. Uh, number one is being self-aware, being patient. And, and one thing on being patient is, you know, I ran our sniper course, as you mentioned, I wrote, wrote the manual and people always ask me, what's the number one most important trait for a sniper? And patience is always number one. Mm -hmm. And again, if you look at it, I'm talking about soft traits and people think about snipers and they think, oh, everything's gotta be hard. But, you know, sitting somewhere for a day and waiting patiently for, you know, what you want and you've worked so hard for is critical. Number three, being humble. 
loyalty, being honest, and then of course the last and mo most important being loving. Got it. Yeah, I'm right. I'm writing these down. Um, and you know, the one that stands out, I think the easiest for for me to really where where my thinking goes a lot when I'm now that I've I've been talking more about this like in our own podcast and everything else is the self awareness and I'm and I I I kind of it's not really a joke with my team but I say you know I'm probably making the worst business mistake ever in my life by asking people to challenge themselves of what their definition is of being a warrior and to be self aware about where's the gap um, as protectors where is the you know what is it? We have the same goal, right? Like we want to protect our family. We want to do all these things. And we think about the training that, but a lot of people will consider that like they'll buy the gear or they will, they will, um, you know, watch a YouTube video. They will watch an article and, and you can learn from those things. And it's good just to kind of keep your mind in those things. But, but I, you know, I, my, one of my favorite sayings, and I'm like, seem like I'm saying it all the time now is that we don't rise to the level of our expectations. We, we fall to the level of our training and actually going out and doing something seems to be kind of the hardest part. And for people to truly be self-aware, like, I think I'd, I'd like to hear more about that from you about that self-aware trait, because I think that, I think it really does feel, it, it, it requires people to think differently about themselves. Right. Yeah. So when I, when I teach somebody to, to shoot a firearm, and, and this, this is what goes into my latest book, um, The New Rules of Marksmanship. It's, it's really my training philosophy, and it's an actual workbook for people to take, some, take themselves through. One of the things I teach in there is how to train. And one of the most important things in how to train is called weakness bias training. And basically what that means is looking at your shooting and what do you need to work on the most and focusing on that. So if, you, if for instance, you want to improve, um, you know, how long it takes you to draw your gun and put two, two rounds, you know, in the center of your target at 10 yards. Well, you need to look at that. You need to figure out where you can work on the most. Is it getting to your gun at the holster? Is it getting it out of the holster? Is it acquiring your target? And so if you break it all down to that and you're being self-aware of that draw stroke, you're able to, you know, if it's, if it's um, acquiring your target, you don't need to work on drawing your gun as much as you need to work on pressing out and acquiring your target. And it's, it's the same thing. And one of the things I always say in a gunfight, there's always two things. There's a weapon and there's a tool. And we want to be the weapon. We do not want to be the tool. So we take that same training aspect and weakness bias training. Where are our weaknesses? And let's focus on those so we can become a better warrior. Yeah, I think also the that's where patience comes in there as well, right? Because I mean, a lot of people just want to go to the really, you know, cool you know, Gucci tactics that you can, you can do with a handgun, but I'm um, really just focusing. I mean, most of the time, I don't know about, you know, your classes, but I see a lot of people who are trying to do more advanced things, but the basics are, are there, if they have been practiced, they've, they've wired in a lot of maybe bad habits or 
they've not done enough training at all because they are impatient and they want to learn how to do, you know, clear the jams and and do the the tactical reloads and and jump over the hood of the car sort of stuff. But it, it does take, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not as sexy to do the basics, but it is really kind of, you know, that it, that is what advance is, right? Like just doing the basics where they just become second nature and you don't have to really think about them. Um, yeah. You know, <clears throat> I've, I've got a master's in health and human performance. So I always have people coming up to me and, and wanting me to make them, uh, Hey, Chris, can you make me a, I wanted to start doing a two a day workout program. And these are my goals and da, 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 da. And I'm like, sure. Um, if you, once you come back to me and tell me you've worked out three times a week for a month, I will write that plan for you. Hmm. I've never had anybody come back and ask me for that plan. Yeah, it's much easier just to eat the ice cream, I think. But um, so obviously, like, you know, the things we're talking about are action, right? So, I mean, knowing knowing these 12 traits, the hard and the soft, you know, that's going to be one thing. But actually doing them, to your point, is, is a whole other thing. And, you know, the tasks that you're going to you're going to do to really develop those things. So so I want to get, get your feedback. So let's start with the hard those hard traits again. So what are some tips that you have for? our viewers and listeners that if they want to develop more of these hard warrior traits, let's say that they really like, they want to develop these things they're they become more self-aware. They, they realize that there is um, maybe a gap there with them living the life of a warrior or leading the life of a warrior and where they're at right now. What are some tips that you have for developing the hard warrior traits that people can put to use in their lives? Like right now, the number one thing people need to have is a set of nuts. And when I talk about nuts, I am talking about non-negotiable, unalterable terms. So what are things in your life that are non-negotiable? Like if this doesn't happen, I am not going to do this. And once you have these decisions made, life becomes so much easier. And, you know, just, just like, you know, people wonder how we can do the missions that we do. And it's because we've predetermined what we're going to do when anything happens. You know, we've got, you know, our alpha plan, you know, then plan B, C, down the list, as many as we can. And if you have that for your life, like I've decided that I'm no longer going to drink alcohol or whatever, then that, that is where you've drawn the line. You know, making a decision literally means to cut away from anything else. So for me, that is number one. Um, I think everybody should practice some form of martial arts. And uh, I was just talking about this with a buddy of mine and he's um, his son. He wants him to go to uh, take start some karate. And then we we're talking about this, like. If you've never been hit in the face you need to know what it's like because if you if you don't and you get hit in the face for the first time it's going one you're going to be surprised at oh wow i didn't get knocked out i still know what i'm doing which is you know a lot of people think if they get hit you know it's going to be over um but then how are you going to react to it and that's you know that's one of the first things in seal training when we did our hand to hand training they put a bag over our head and we would sit there and the very first drill that they did was they had somebody on a string 
pull the bag up. And then they had this huge dude. He was like a support guy, but he was massive. And he was halfway through his swing to smack you on the side of the head and knock you out. Hmm. So that's the first thing. Okay. Now you know what that feels like. Now we can move on uh, you know, to the rest of our training. Um, I think meditation is important. Everybody in the world should be meditating. Um, being able to clear your mind and focus. It's actually the first thing I teach when I teach shooting. If you don't want to learn how to meditate, I will not teach you how to shoot a gun because shooting a gun, being in a gunfight is all about focus, focusing on your front sight, focusing on really what's ever most important in that space and time during a gunfight. Whoever can do that the quickest is going to win that gunfight. And meditation helps us to focus. Um, another thing is finding something that you're afraid of and go, going to do it. So, you know, if, if you're afraid of roller coasters, go get on a roller coaster, scream your brain out and realize, you know what? I'm still alive. I'm not dying. Uh, let's see. Work out. Everybody sh should work out. It doesn't really matter what you do. Um, go breathe hard and sweat every day and you will be a better person. Uh, embrace competition. So sign up for a race. You know, if, if you want to learn, if you want to learn how to run or lose some weight, one of the best things you could do is sign up for a race six months away. That way you have something you're looking forward to that is going to make you get up early so you can go for a run. I think establishing routines are important. We're creatures of habit. So whatever habits you choose for yourself, that is the life you're going to live. And whether you know it or not, you are living, we all are, living a life of habits. And we just go habit to habit. Normally, what happens is our habits choose us. We don't choose our habits. So just flip that switch and go, you know what? These are the habits that I am going to be doing. Uh, write down your goals. If, if you don't have goals in life, you never know where you're, where you're going. You know, it's, it's like in a, in a car, if you want to get from point A to point B and you, you, you know where point B is, um, but without the GPS and that plan telling you where to go, you, you know, you're just going to be driving around aimlessly. Maybe one day you'll, you'll come to point B. But who knows? It's definitely going to take a lot longer. Uh, become a master at anything and everything you do. Uh, one of my things in life is either master something. And if you don't want to master whatever that skill is, then it's just wasting your time. So everything you do, master it. And finally, learn to shoot guns. It's just fun. Uh, and if you want to do that, I know this guy who's got this great online shooting course called The New Rules of Marksmanship. Yeah, I've blah, heard about blah, that guy. Yeah, blah blah blah. Shameless plug. <laughs> at the end. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, there there were so many directions I, um, I could go down. Any any one of those things, but um, you know, it's a we we would have to be here for a couple of hours. But um, but those are all I mean, those are all simple things that that people can do. But I but I think people really need to kind of go back and listen to this or watch if you're watching the video for this. Like, go back and listen to this. Um, few times really like be able to pause that and really think about or you can do it right now while you're but like think about what that actually means and I, and I know what I know what you're talking about like um 
it's it seems like we're we're so much about identity these days but not not necessarily in the best ways you know i um i was a i was a vegetarian for eight years and when i had no problems at all like one of my like i'm 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 open with the the challenges that i have also and food like i love food and there there were times in my life where there were the kind of really down times that i used food as a drug and my my body suffered because of it my health suffered because of it, my own self-image everything suffered because of it but and no matter how much i didn't want to do the things i was doing that i knew was sabotaging um, my health i just couldn't seem to break myself out of it but then i remembered like when i was a vegetarian there was like i could go to a restaurant i could go anywhere and there i wasn't swayed by the cheeseburgers the french well i could have french fries as a vegetarian but i would like all the stuff that i love like big macs are my achilles heel like I free, they, they tear me apart, but I like, I, I love Big Macs. And so it was really, really difficult. Um, that was one of the things re, you know, that I had to give up mo- most recently. But when I was a vegetarian, there was just, that's what I was. There was, I could go into any restaurant and there wasn't, I didn't have to talk myself out of the cheeseburger. I didn't have to do any of that because my identity was I'm vegetarian. So it didn't even enter my mind. And so when you're when you're looking at the things that you're talking about, um, I think that having that kind of resolve, I think, is the hardest thing for people these days, which is to how do you how do you avoid temptation? Right. Um, How do you how do you establish such a rock solid identity that it does it can't be swayed by anything from the outside? And I know I mean. You don't get through, you know, buds training, Navy you know, training to be a Navy SEAL without an identity of of who you are, and it's got to be pretty easy to ring that bell. In fact, I, I, let me ask that question of you: um, when it comes to that kind of that kind of resolve, like you know, you're not going to ring the bell. What do you think is kind of the number one thing that would be applicable to people in their own in their own lives and developing that kind of resolution around, you know, if if they if they know that there's something they want to achieve and they want it they want to hit that goal. What's one of the things that you found to be really helpful for, for the people that you've trained that you think would be applicable for people in, in their everyday lives? I think it's having an alter ego. And I do this myself every time, you know, I, I do videos. I'm, I'm actually not really comfortable talking on camera i'm comfortable talking in person but for some reason you know camera and lights come on i'm like oh so what i do is i'm i tell myself before just act like that person that is comfortable and have i I think everybody should think about the type of person you want to be and pick an alter ego i have actually picked if you can see this here Braveheart, William Wallace. So, and I've, I've got him all over my house. So anytime I need to make a decision, I'm like, you know, what, what should I do above my bed? I've got, got his saying about, you know, every man in life dies, but not everyone lives, you know? So I see that every morning when I wake up in the morning and being able to do that and just put yourself in their mind in those hard times in our lives. And we all have them. It, it just becomes easier until eventually you take enough of these steps towards your goal of who you want to become 
that you finally become that person and you can let go, you know, of this alter ego or talisman that, that you've been, you know, kind of weighing on. And that gets you to a point where, you know, during my SEAL training, there was one time that I thought about quitting and we were running around in a circle with boats on our heads. And I remember they had just switched out uh, boat crews. So at the time I was six foot one, I'm not that tall anymore because I'm getting old, but I, they put in a bunch of Smurfs with me. So I've got the whole boat on my head my back is like tweaked. And I was like, man, I want to quit. But then I said, you know what? I would rather them point down at my dead body than say, then watch me walking away and go, that guy just quit. He's a quitter. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's identity, right? Like, do you want your identity to be somebody who um, quits or are, and, you know, there's different levels of quitting, but, you know, I liken this to, to real life also. And we talk about things like preparedness and, and all those things like it's um, doing the, doing the work now and be, to actually be a better protector, not just talk about being a better protector or thinking about yourself as a better protector, but to do those things, um, like that's what really backs up your identity because your family is going to need you to, to have that identity at some point. Right. So there's always that possibility. So um, that's great. So let's, so let's dig then into like the soft traits. What are some examples of, of ways that people can develop the soft traits of a true warrior um, to have more balance in their lives? Well, I mentioned one of the first things that I did, if you have kids or, you know, any, anybody you love, write them a love letter. If there's somebody you haven't told that, that you love them, go, go tell them, you know, that you love them and what, what that means to you. Um, and that's, you know, going to, going to work on the love aspect and also bringing in that vulnerability part, you know, which is also, as we were talking about, one of the hard traits. Um, learning to be patient. If you say you smoke cigarettes and you decide you want a cigarette, hold off for one minute. And then smoke your cigarette. And then next time, say, I'm going to hold off for two minutes. And that is building patience uh, in yourself. You know, you could do the same thing with food or, you know, any, anything else you want to do. Shopping on Amazon. Oh, I want to hit that buy button now. You know, build up some patience. You really don't need whatever that thing is you're about to buy right now, um, unless you do. But, you know, most times people don't need uh, what they're buying. So just learn to be patient. Um, meditation, I spoke about that one already. That That's going to help um, also with it. Yeah. Awesome. And there's some great tools out there too. If people, I know that seems, that might seem woo-woo-woo to, to a lot of people like meditation, but we've had a lot of people that are been on our show that have talked about power it has in in their martial arts training, as well as their firearms training. And it really does. Um, and and we're so inundated by other messages these days that having that that introspective kind of nature and be able to just kind of find that that space of peace and, and mental clarity is um it's a rarity I think and people don't I think the first time they experience it really it's and you can do like guided meditations that work as well like it's just something to get you kind of kind of over that hump but um yeah. that's awesome I just yeah. want to jump in with another funny story for your listeners. And that is when I was filming the video for um, the new rules of marksmanship course, I was down in Georgia at a professional film studio and, you know, he, he 
we went hot and, you know, he's filming and I'm talking. Um, and I started talking about meditation. And as soon as I said the word meditation, cut, cut. The producer walks over towards me and he's like, hey, uh, did I just hear you say meditation? <laughs> you know, aren't we talking about shooting guns here? I, I don't know what people are going to think about that. Um, so I, was, I started calling it a brain performance training. You know, so we had this discussion. I'm like, okay, you know, because because he was uh, we were partners, you know, on this course, but um, he finally agreed to brain performance training, you know, and, and I've got other videos out, you know, online on my YouTube channel um, about, you know, you don't need to meditate, just do this technique. And basically, I teach to just close your eyes and focus on your breathing. And people love that. They're like, good, I'm doing this. I'm not meditating. It's like, well, you are, but you know, I won't tell you. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, uh, that's great, Chris. This is uh, this is really great. I mean, like, listen, everybody. Um, as you know, this has kind of become my mission. It's why we changed over our entire brand to Warrior Life because this has been it's been an evolution for me personally, and I and I love this conversation. And I love getting feedback from everybody else out there as well. But um, I love getting people like like Chris on to really kind of dig deep into how other people see it because I'm always evolving myself in in finding ways that I can become a better warrior to live a better life as a better warrior and to lead my family myself um, those people that count on me for their for their protection like how do I become the best that I can be for them so um, listen you've got you've got to go check out Chris's training his work um definitely pick up the new rules of, of marksmanship if you're looking for something that's going to kind of come like take the there's 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 no shortage of tactical training in here about how to shoot the the course that's online everything like it's all going to give you everything that you need there but it's going to make it it's going to embed it more into who you are as a protector because of, because of the more holistic approach that it's going to bring to it that i've not seen it anywhere else where it's really integrated like that so so definitely go check out his program right now. You can go on over to his website at NavySealShootingTactics.com and go ahead and sign up there. He's got a, a bunch of training that's available there, as well as he's got an app for his phone. And it's great to see a community of people that are like using, I'm, I'm on his app and there's people in there that are using it all the time. And they're, they're showing their, what they're like, they're actually taking action on things. And um, so if you're looking for a community like that, where of other people like you that want to be the best protectors, that want to be the best warriors, the best leaders, um, this is this is the place to go check it out. So go on, head on over to NavySealShootingTactics.com. And until our next broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.